everybody. Welcome back to Tech Talk Thursday. I'm Leanne with the Brookfield Group. Today we are here with Husky Dog owner and network engineer Cameron. Hello. How are you? So today we're going to talk about uh, 5G and Wi-Fi 6, which both of them I know absolutely nothing about other than my phone is a 5G and that's about it. So brought in the brains here and Chris, the voice in the sky, knows a whole lot about it. So I'll just be nodding my head a lot and acting like I know what they're talking about. So let's start off with what is 5G? Okay, so uh, after a little bit of research, uh, more than we know about the 5G phones, 5G, um, the three key factors of 5G is the high bandwidth. Um, so like, for example, high bandwidth means in 4G LTE networks, the max speed you could have gotten out of that. Mm -hmm. um, sorry. And then uh, was like 200 meg per second. Okay. Which is like an average at home Wi-Fi speed, 200 meg down and up. But 5G introduces the new one gigabyte, one gigabit, gigabyte, however you want to look at it, uh, per second. Hmm. So about so, five times the speed of 4G. Okay. So 1G actually started in the 80s and mm -hmm. then 2Gs were, it was in the 90s. 3G, which I don't even remember 3G, was in the 2000s. I, yeah. And then the 4Gs were in the 2010s. So now we're up to the 5Gs. So... What is the deal that all the airlines are going crazy about? Uh, so the, the big deal about um, airlines right now, these are, um, are the interference with the uh, plane's equipments. Okay. So like the altimeter, the communication systems to the towers um, and other sensors that airplanes have. Hmm. So with 5G, um, the bands that it lands in, uh, the regulated by the FAA, um, they start, um, they could possibly, they say that they could possibly start interfering hmm. with those bands that the equipment is on. As so, you can see on the, the webpage that the voice in the sky has up, um, <laughs> if you, when they start uh, putting the towers around the airports, uh, that's when they were raising an eye, raising an eyebrow about if it's going to start interfering with the equipment. And so the biggest thing was last week, uh, they introduced AT&T and Verizon dropped C-band. So there's all these kind of buzzwords. There's 5G, there's ultra wide band, there's millimeter wave, mm -hmm. there's C-band, which are basically different uh, radio frequency technologies. And C-band was sold off uh, a little over a year and a half ago to AT&T and Verizon. Uh, my understanding, it used to be part of the spectrum where you, if you see those old, old satellite dishes that mm -hmm. would be in people's yards in like rural areas, like the giant, like 10 <clears> foot <throat> side, that was part of that spectrum. Um, so that got sold off, ATT and Verizon flipped the switch on that this last week, which gave a lot of customers what I consider quote unquote real 5G. Um, or I can actually show a little demo if we wanna move Ooh. over to that demo. Uh, we love props. Uh, here we go. Um, <clears throat> so this is a video. I'm on Verizon Wireless. Um, and you know that you're kind of in the new C-band space. If you can see at the very top where it says 5G, uh, it now says 5G UW, which stands for Ultra Wide Band. Uh, and on different carriers, I think uh, T-Mobile, it says UC mm -hmm. next to their 5G if you're in kind of their higher banded um, sections. So I'll play this little video. This I took at my home uh, on Verizon. And I'm running a iPhone 13 Pro. 
we can see that we're getting about almost about 200 megabits per second down. Um, and then the image on the right, as that as that speed test runs, image on the right, um, I got 1.8 gigabit down on 5G, literally just on the street. Hmm. Um, so that's kind of crazy that we're getting these sort of speeds now on uh, 5G. But wow. There you go, 47 up. And Cameron, you said something about how it, the up speed is still really poor in a lot of places. Um, really poor would be. Um an opinion because back in like 4G days, um, upload would be like one to 10 meg. So when I, 5G got introduced, you see the 1.8 gig um, download, but you only get about 4750 um, meg up, which is actually really good for mobile devices uh, when you're driving or just out and about in the city. Um, if you want to tr get the true like 1.8 um, up and down, you'd be right next to the towers of 5G, which are actually called small cells. Hmm. Uh, they actually, uh, if you've ever seen like the big uh, cell towers mm -hmm. while you're driving around the road, they're huge, middle of cornfields. Um, small cells are actually um, lower to the ground, so on light poles. Hmm. That's where they usually mount them is on light poles. Um, and they look like... Um, I don't even know how to explain it. Just like rectangles hanging off the cell tower, the light towers. I thought those were like uh, solar panels for mm. traffic cams. So those, are, those are, oh, well, look at that. I learned something today. Usually in like downtown uh, areas is where you see them the most and the mm. light towers. Hmm. Yep, exactly like that. You can bring up a picture here of everybody's seen what they do. I, oh, I point yeah. to a TV that no one can see. Nobody so. can see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, there we go. That's oh, what yeah. they look like. Yep, I have seen those. Interesting. So you were telling us earlier that there is a couple of cities in California that have banned 5G. Yes, two cities in the northern part. I, I believe they're northern part of California. San and Zelmo in Mill Valley, California. They banned those uh, banned 5G in those cities due to health concerns. Um, and health concerns is a very another fragile topic with the topic of 5G. Um, that people say it, there's no scientific evidence proving this, by the way, um, that causes um, radiation to humans, human cells. What? Yeah. Oh. So. What do you think? I don't believe it at all um, because when things start um, interfering with human anatomy, that's in the, they say the, radio waves. So x-ray machines, gamma rays, or cosmic radiation, that's when you start getting the, the issues with human body. Like Incredible Hulk gamma rays? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Just exactly. Sure. You're not going to turn into Hulk with 5G. All right. I'm going to be on my phone and I'm, somebody's going to make me angry and then all of a sudden I'm yeah. just going like, to <laughs> yeah. turn into the Hulk. All right. Good to know. Good to know. Huh. I would think like health concern would be like if I had a pacemaker or something and nope. that would be the, so wow. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Well, they must have some kind of data to back that up to be able to ban it, I would think. But there's actually no scientific evidence <laughs> to prove that it causes issues. So this kind of reminds me of um, early cell phone days where people there was a, all that research and lawsuits that, you know, holding a, this device up to your head mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is causing brain cancer. And I think the same like the no scientific findings, everything kind of petered out. It was never really proven or disproven or anything like that. My mother believed that, so she's like, quit holding that phone up to your ear. I was like, how else am I going to talk on it? <laughs> she also thought that holding, if you had an earache, if you held a hot rock up to your ear, it would make your earache go away. So, you know, 
Oh, really? <laughs> Guess I've it, never it, tried that. <laughs> okay, don't. <laughs> don't do that? Okay. It's supposed to like pull the moisture out of your ear or something. I don't know. She had a million of those things. I've heard of the um, the candle. Like you sit and lay on your side. You oh, yeah, that's candle. that hot. Uh, what's that called? It's like some kind of wax that goes in there mm-hmm. and then you turn your head and it all comes. Yeah, I don't think so. But if you want to try it, I'll light it for you. No, I'm okay. Oh, I'm okay. Dang it. That's going to be on next week's lunch. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Experiments on each other now. <laughs> okay. Any more on 5G going once? Um, I mean, the <clears throat> the future, I would say the future use cases, um, the current use cases are mainly cell phones, like mm-hmm. 5G, LTE um, cell phones, the newer ones. Um, but then in the future, you start digging into mo- more mobile or more um, uh, devices that com- have to communicate with each other. So, for example, I think the biggest one will be um, medical equipment mm-hmm. um, or autonomous cars. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, um, I don't know if Tesla's use 5G. I don't believe they do. They use some type of satellite. But, for example, like the... Uh, Tesla cars talk to each other about traffic conditions or how to take a turn on the road. Um, I think 5G is going to start dabbling into that um, more. And I think the the bigger the biggest at home use right now is by Verizon because they actually have 5G home internet. Hmm. You have put a it's like a looks like a little mobile hotspot uh, that you used to carry around with you all the time before hotspots were built into a phone, and you would actually connect to that, which connects to 5G. That's how you get higher download speeds at home. It's in limited areas right now. But. Yeah, I was going to say, I wish AT&T would get that because that's what we're on. We're out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So that would be nice. But uh, I think Verizon is the only one that has it, hmm. I believe, right now at home. But I think T-Mobile is also T-Mobile. rolling out at home 5G. Yeah, they're usually pretty quick uh, adopters of early technology. So, uh, Chris, do we have anyone watching that turned in any questions? No, but I do have something on the on the future of 5G. Okay. Sorry. Mm-hmm. That's all. Um, but like you were saying, you kind of r- live out in a rural part mm-hmm. of uh, the city. So you may only have one. I think you do have one option for an ISP. Um, I think 5G, hopefully, cross your fingers, uh, will help sort of flatten the playing field of a lot of these places that are monopolized uh, ISP carriers. So instead of at home, you only have one choice, right? You could mm-hmm. say, well, now 5G, you've got a competitive choice. So that will hopefully, one, make networks improve their service and two, lower prices for consumers. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yeah. It's, uh, it's going to be interesting what they do with that, and especially in like your type of areas. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't know what type of internet you have at home, but there's a lot of in rural areas like point to point which is terrible in yeah, a lot of situations, um, especially with high, like terrible weather. When you start getting rain, you lose internet. Or the squirrel eats through there. There's only like the hub is in, in town. And so uh, when you call and they're like, oh, squirrel must have eaten through the wires again. <laughs> I'm like, good grief, where do I live? Yeah. Or our neighbor can't even get on the Wi-Fi because all of the ports are taken. Oh, yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so they have to use satellite for theirs. Jeez. It's crazy, right? So, okay, 5G going once. Twice. I need my bell, Chris. Wait. Oh, oh. He banned the bell from last time. He hold did. On. <laughs> he didn't like it. Hold on. Hold on. Come on, Where sound. Sound. Come on. Bing. There it is. Awesome. There it is. Okay. Moving on to Wi Fi 6. 
uh, I know nothing about this. So Cameron. <laughs> so this is um, dabbling a little bit more into what I know more. Um, Wi-Fi 6 was introduced back in 2019. Um, so it's only about three years old. It's still in the infant ages of it. Um, that they tried, the biggest thing about Wi-Fi 6 is the higher density, higher performance. Okay. Um, with Wi-Fi 5, which came out, when was that? Mm -hmm. I believe 2016 area, 2015 possibly. Um, but Wi-Fi 6 is the successor to that. So Wi-Fi 5, um, FAA, two, three years ago, redid um, the naming scheme of Wi-Fi. So Wi-Fi 5 here, uh, the biggest part was it can only handle one, uh, they call it spatial stream, but in normal, non-nerdy terms of that. <laughs> um, so a spatial stream is like the Wi-Fi router to a client, and when a client wants to talk, that's a spatial stream. Okay. So it can, Wi-Fi 5 can only handle one at a time, uh, but it does that very, very quickly. Wi-Fi 6AX or 802.11AX, sorry, introduces the Wi-Fi router being able to talk to more devices at the same time. Hmm. Okay. And that's where you get the higher density, higher performance. Hmm. So is Wi-Fi 6 back in the spotlight more now because of 5G? Um, so I would say Wi-Fi 6 and 5G, um, they complement each other, but mm -hmm. they don't require each other. Okay. Um, Wi-Fi 6 is more in smaller areas, home, apartment buildings, offices. Uh, 5G is more broad, more um, mobile uh, friendly. Out on the road, walking through the city, um, that won't be Wi-Fi 6. Hmm. Do, are most of our clients on Wi-Fi 6? Uh, we're trying to get there if we can get access points in. That okay. would be lovely. Um, <laughs> but a lot of them uh, are on Wi-Fi wi 5 Wave 2. There's actually two waves of Wi-Fi okay. 5. Um, the Wi-Fi, I mean, we don't have to dig too much into it, but Wi-Fi 5 Wave 1 um, could only handle the single user. Uh, more technical details, but Wi-Fi 5 Wave 2 can handle multi-users. Okay. Um, there's more that goes into that. We can explain it more later, but, um, Wi-Fi six, uh, uses that same technology, the multi-user, but then expands on, uh, what you saw in that GIF, uh, or that little video icon. Hmm. It can do multiple streams at one time. So is this Wi-Fi six wave one? I don't think there's going to be multiple waves. They'll just start expanding on it. Okay. I think we, I, I can't remember what we were talking about. I think in a previous tech talk live we were talking about individuals and how now you know in the early days of you know business networking you may have walked in with a laptop but now you walk in and your phone's connected and your watch is connected yep. and your ipad is connected and your computer is connected so then now that one quote-unquote client is five devices deep <laughs> when you walk into a network and yep. i think six is definitely going to help alleviate some of that burden of so many of these like small devices that are on the network at the same time. And, uh, in that, uh, picture, um, it, OFDMA. Yep. That's like the biggest part of Wi-Fi six was the OFDMA, um, in which OFDMA and very quick uh, explanation just does lower latency to multiple devices more efficiently. 
Uh, question from the chat. When do you think schools are going to go Wi-Fi mm, 6 from Tammy? Um, schools, Wi-Fi 6. Um, when, so Wi-Fi 6 is newer. Uh, access points are more expensive. Um, and, but schools need a lot of them. So when Wi-Fi 6, I would say in the next three to five years, when, when school, a lot of schools go one-to-one -one, uh, with Wi-Fi 6. Who, who, from a business perspective, is adopting Wi-Fi 6 now? Who are the early adopters? Uh, the early adopters, as in like a um, buying the equipment or just selling the equipment? Buying the equipment. Buying the equipment. I think the biggest um, buyers right now are businesses, small businesses. Um, like we have Wi-Fi uh, 6, we're at... This is actually a school, brand new school. Uh, they had built a new elementary that has Wi-Fi 6 APs. Uh, but businesses and small businesses have the most, I would say. Do we have the equipment in right now if somebody were to contact us and say, hey, we want Wi-Fi 6 now? No, we don't. Is it, is it because <laughs> of supply chain? Is yeah, the supply way? chain issues, yep. How far out are we looking, do you know? Uh, they say March or April this okay, year. so that's not too um, far out. But biggest one is, to explain the issue the best is, we had a client last May order Wi-Fi 6 APs. They still haven't gotten them. Oh. So they're very hard to get at the moment. Mm, that's a drag. So can you do Wi-Fi 6 at residence? Yes. So Wi-Fi 6, um, if we can pull up a picture of those access points, um, they're starting to introduce oh. that more into home, residential areas. I think we could use that at our house because every time yeah. our internet starts running slow and we call AT&T, they're like, you have 46 devices on your internet. And we're like, what? Because we both have watches. We both have phones. I have two phones. You know, we have Alexas everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, the biggest thing is that if you want to upgrade at home Wi-Fi, I would start at the router mm -hmm. because the devices, the handheld clients need to support Wi-Fi 6 first. Um, the iPhone, the latest iPhones, uh, or just phones in general, the latest ones, uh, do support it. And they, some of them even support Wi-Fi 6E. So there's the, if you want to call that the Wave 2, 6E, okay. you could call that the Wave 2. Um, the the phones have to support that. The laptops have to support it. The watches have to support it. iPads, et cetera. Um, but Wi-Fi 6 uh, routers are backwards compatible okay. to That's older devices. Okay, next question. Yep. So if you upgrade that, older devices will work, but um, if you don't upgrade that first, then it's kind of a waste of money if you mm -hmm. don't get the router first. Hmm. Chris, do you have anything to add on that? Uh, Cameron, you have this graphic you want. So this is the, yep, the bands of Wi-Fi, if you want to call it that. So um, before Wi-Fi 6, uh, there was Wi-Fi uh, bands 2.4 and band 5. And you can see those channels here and that the channels are where uh, clients talk to the access point. So there's the 20 megahertz channel, the 40, 80, 160, and there's sub channels within those um, that you connect on. So t the, for example, um, actually those 2.4s aren't all there, one and three. Um, but for example, a client could connect in the 20 megahertz band and then something else could connect in a 40 megahertz band and they would not interfere with each other. Um, once you start growing environments, like in an office, a school, that gets very complicated not to interfere with these, each other in certain areas. So um, five, five gigahertz introduced more bands, more channels, 
Uh, sorry, more just more channels, not bands. Uh, so 20, 40, 80, and new, the new 160. And then we come down to 6 gigahertz, it doubles those channels for less interference with all the more IoT devices, the phones, the laptops, iPads, watches, light bulbs. Once you start introducing all of those um, before Wi-Fi 6, you can start getting interference. And that's one of the problems Wi-Fi 6 tries to solve. So here's a question that kind of goes back to 5G. Is 5 gigahertz <clears throat> spectrum related to 5G? Or I don't know the answer to this. So Cameron, if you don't know the answer to this, I have no idea either. <laughs> it's fine. Um, so 5G, um, I'm trying to think of the best way to explain this. It doesn't use the same bands as Wi-Fi because that would cause issues uh, at home if you're if you don't have Wi-Fi phone, Wi-Fi on on your phone, uh, you start interfering with 5G externally to the other world. So uh, 5G actually uses the sub six band um, from 600 megahertz to six gigahertz um, is the bands that it uses. So just like a completely different part of the spectrum. Correct. The numbers don't match, which makes my eyes twitch, but yeah, <laughs> um, but it is what it is. Uh, one cool recommendation that I found um, is a video from, and we'll put this in the description below so you can uh, watch this. It's from a really cool YouTube channel called Wendover Productions. Mm. Uh, and they just came out with a video basically explaining uh, cellular service and kind of mm. going through you know, waves and how they translate to binary and kind of the history of, um, you know, as the ever expanding cell network, um, talking about, you know, point to point microwave, uh, towers hidden in trees, apparently. Um, but it's a very cool kind of deep, deep dive, but easy to understand, you know, how cellular signals get to us and how, you know, there's, there's a lot of binary math, apparently. A lot of negative ones. I didn't know you could do that, but mm -hmm. there you go. Yeah. Cool we have one of those towers hidden in a tree out by our house. And when we first moved out there, I was like, look how tall that tree is. And my husband's like, you're kidding me, right? You know that's a tower. <laughs> I was like, how do I know what's out here? Besides cows, a lot of cows. Uh, so two things on this one web link that I have about uh, Wi-Fi 6. It says it minim minimizes conflicts with your neighbors. Correct. So why is that? So it minimizes, uh, back to that channels uh, topic that uh -huh. we were on with that picture. Um, basically that um, is what helps solve the issue. So for example, you're, if we're on five gigahertz, uh, if we completely look away from six gigahertz at the moment, um, five gigahertz has the 20, 40, 80, 160. Um, and within those channels, there's sub channels within those. Um, you can see the little mm -hmm. spikes and that's the sub channels. Okay. So say your, your neighbor could be on the 40 megahertz channels. If you also connect to 40 megahertz channels, mm -hmm. you start interfering. They start talking to each other or start blocking each other's traffic to okay. each other's router. Um, so routers do a thing, they scan the air. Um, and so they can see, oh, this channel is busy with other people. I'm going to put myself on the 80 megahertz channels now so I don't interfere with them. And so if we look down to six gigahertz now, it now doubles those channels mm. for less interference. And six gigahertz actually is not introduced in Wi-Fi 6. It's actually introduced in Wi-Fi 6E. E. 
So wave two. Yep. If you want to call it wave two, yeah. <laughs> I do. I like that. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> Wi-Fi six um, introduces the behind the scenes technology. Then Wi-Fi six E introduces those new channels. Interesting. Next thing on here says it reduces power consumption, which correct. That's a big deal at our house too. Like my phone will be fully charged when I leave here. When I get home, my battery just starts going. Eek. Yes. Uh, so Wi-Fi six and six E do help with um, better battery life, and that behind the scenes technology I was talking about is called uh, target wake time or TWT is what they abbreviate that to in which that does, uh, the router schedules a time with your device to talk to each other. So if if the router doesn't see um, any traffic or any requests coming from your laptop, for example, it won't talk to the device at all, which puts the device into a sleep mode, which therefore saves battery. Ah, awesome. Yep, there's a target wake time. Yeah, very cool. All right, Chris, any other questions? No other questions. I was just thinking about, I don't know, Cameron, if you ever did this in the early, early days of Wi-Fi, I would run tools that would sniff uh, my network mm-hmm. around so I could, because ma- I had to manually put in the bands on my router. Really? It didn't actually let, automatically, dynamically change. I had to go <laughs> in and say, oh, it's got, I need it on, you know, this channel and this power consumption. But. Yep, there is routers out there that don't do that um, scanning. And then there's some that do, uh, some of it's built into access points. And if you start digging into the enterprise environment, it's on the access point or on a device called a controller. Hmm. It does that. Um, or like you say, um, you have to do it manually at home sometimes. So you have to do scan and say, oh, we have neighbors on the 80 channels or the 160 channels. Well, I don't want to be on that either. So I'm going to put myself on the 20 or 40 channels. Springing back memories of the old CB radio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Were you born yet? <laughs> no, I never used it. All one. right. No. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Anything else to add, Cameron? Um, I think the 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 two biggest things of with Wi-Fi six is um, the higher security. When people nowadays people are worried about security, so Wi-Fi six E introduces WPA three which 6E requires WPA3. So WPA3, um, just an extra, and we don't have to dig into the technical long discussion of it, but uh, just inter- in, uh, elevates the security between the access point or router mm-hmm. at home and the client. Interesting. So in public places, like a Starbucks, people yes. go there to work a lot. Mm-hmm. If Starbucks got to Wi-Fi 6E, um, the the communication between the router and the device is more encrypted. Hmm. That sounds like a good thing. It is a very good thing, yes. <laughs> Anything else? Um, I I think the big other the last thing I have on it is uh, the beam forming. Beam forming. Yep. So Wi-Fi five, um, I believe, or the antennas. Uh, if you look at the older routers with a bunch of antennas coming out of it, it looks like a spider. If you flip it upside down. Um, it didn't do a technology now is called beamforming. So the router actually, um, direct its antennas, not, you won't ever see it. Uh, it's built in or, uh, and it will form the signal to the device. So say your router is pointing a certain way or sitting on a desk and you're behind the router in another room, 
the antennas inside the antennas will actually f form the beam to your client directly for better reception. Hmm. Instead of the old way of doing it, it was just like a broad, wide open, wide, uh, just blast of Wi-Fi. And now it's a laser beam. Yep. Goes right there. Interesting yep. stuff today. I, I did nod a lot and said mm-hmm and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a lot. <laughs> but I did learn a few things today. I hope everybody else did too. We will be back next Thursday at 2 o'clock for the next Tech Talk Thursday. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Cameron. You're welcome. Thanks, Thank Chris. You. Thanks, guys.